Hobby Addict の時間です。It's time for Hobby Addict.And now, here are your anime addicts. You crazies out there, welcome to the 152nd episode of Hobby Addicts. I am your host, Mitsugi, and I am joined by nobody in studio, but that's okay because we have plenty of wonderful people from up north. We have Mandy from Cincinnati. How are you, Mandy? Hello, I'm doing good. Where I'm excited. It, where it's <laughs> becoming spring, I'm told. Uh huh. It is 50 degrees right <laughs> forcibly, now. Forcibly so, becoming spring. Forcibly wow. so, because now that we have guys walking around in 40 degree weather with like shorts and short sleeves, so it's they're very determined. Yes. <laughs> they're like, no, we're just going to change you weather. <laughs> and of course, we also have Enzo in New York City, Here? in Brooklyn. What's up, fam? In the heart of Here the I action. Am. Sorry I was out last week. It was wild. I got to see a cool thing. He had a wild time. I have a feeling you might hear about it in a few minutes. Yeah. And is it,、mm-hmm. uh, is it, is it,、uh, is, how's the weather up in New York City right now?、Um, I was able to wear just a hoodie yesterday while I was out、wow. or, uh, around the town. So that's good. Yeah. Wow. Wonderful. Not, not quite brave enough to wear a t shirt and shorts yet. But,、uh, well, it's 72 I will do. in Florida. I, I don't envy you. Well, you know, it's、um, tomorrow. It'll probably be like 90. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, welcome to Hobby Addicts. We have some games to talk about, and we also have a, what Enzo did last week, because I know he's writing it on, the, on our dock right now, and he's very excited yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. I'll just lead off with a game. I don't, I don't know that Manny talked about this game yet. I don't remember.、Uh, I don't remember.、Um, so. It's been on my list of stuff to get. So I, I went over to Orlando to visit my friends、uh, this weekend, and part of the sort of rigmarole that we go through includes Dungeons and Dragons. We play on Friday and then we go get ramen at this really great ramen place on Saturday. And then normally, sometime on Saturday, they play some video games and I kind of chill out and do some work and watch them play. And they were playing Octopath Traveler. And this was a game that my friend got me really excited to play, to play myself because he was describing it as oh, it's like an old school RPG that has like characters or sprites. And It's, you know, it'll be reminiscent of a lot of the sort of sprite based role playing, turn based role playing games that you used to play on like the,、uh, you know, the PS1 or whatever. I was like, really? This is really interesting. Tell me more about it.、And、so he keeps telling me all these things. And then he revealed to me that it was only on the Switch. And so it broke my heart because I don't have a Switch.、Mm-hmm. But the game is really cool. So I, I watched them play it for probably about two hours or so, enough to sort of take in the sights and sounds of it. And it, it's, a, it's a Square Enix game. And. It's, it's very interesting. Like, they've taken, they've sort of retained the, the old school sprite type style of the game, but then they have some enhancements to it that, that make it clearly a game that's not, I wouldn't call it like current gen, obviously, but it's got some enhancements to it that a game from the 90s or maybe even the 80s wouldn't have, which includes things like, voice, like voiceover work and some really like interesting backgrounds that sort of have like,、um, Like, very, like very interesting depth to them. And so it's not a 3D game, but it has like the backgrounds are very deep. So, then, so that they, they kind of have like, a, like an interesting sort of appearance to them. And、uh, it, it was a really cool game. So apparently, it's, 
you play as eight characters, and they each have their own sort of individual storylines, and you will play through a character's story. And they, but the characters' stories don't sort of intertwine really, as they as as um as I'm told, they kind of like exist separately. But you'll focus on one character's story, and then you'll go to like another character and do their story. But they all kind of help each other, like accomplish whatever their individual missions are. Um, and it was really cool. Like the cities were nice. It had you know you got like your your shops with the with the with the shield outside of it, or the or the sword, you know, like the armor and weapon shop, and you have like the the general store, or you have the the magic shop or whatnot, and um, <clears throat> it was definitely like definitely a game that I think I would get if I had a, if I had a switch. So I, I I really think it's a game that you would probably enjoy, Mandy. To be honest, mm-hmm. it's been on my list of things to get. Um, I was yeah. told that uh, the stories are more like short stories of each character, and mm-hmm. because I think one of the biggest um, criticisms a lot of people had was that the it doesn't feel like an overall. Um, story that brings all the characters together because I think people are waiting for the characters stories to overlap and for them to meet each other but from what I've heard from people saying is that that doesn't happen that they're very like yeah and that's short a cri- stories and that's a criticism that that like I noticed and that my friends had as well when I, when I was talking to them about it because they they felt like the the story of the main character that they selected would be the overarching story like when they would get the cre- mm-hmm. they finally get the credits or whatever but yeah, the characters don't really connect. I mean, that's fine with me as long as I know that going in and to expect that. I don't know. I think I'd still play it. One, I might still enjoy it. One thing that they really liked about the game was the battle system. So, in the battle system, there is a like the enemies, of course, like line up in front of you, kind of like Final Fantasy. VI. And these are the same people who did Bravely Default, correct? Um, I, am I think so. Not a hundred percent sure about that. It could be, it but they, you know, like they'll line up in front of you and they're all pixely because it's, you know, old school looking and the, it's more of like the turn-based style where like the characters will like flash, like the enemies will flash and then they will hit you, you know, so something that you would expect from like a really old Final Fantasy, but, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. every character, every enemy has a, a certain type of weakness or maybe multiple weaknesses and you, it, by hitting the, that enemy with that weakness, you sort of reduce their their armor by one level, so you have like a whole field of enemies that'll have this enemy will have two armor, this enemy will have like a, will like like a level three armor, a level two, a level three, a level one, and by striking the enemies, specific enemies with just the right elemental effects or damage types, you can reduce their armor to zero, which which puts them in like a break state, which makes them really vulnerable just in general. And so it's a lot of like strategically trying to hit hit the enemies in a certain way so that you can break as many of them as possible at the same time. So it was really interesting. So you can't just like mash the X button and hope to win. You have to know what the enemy enemy weakness is and use an attack that'll hit like these two or hit the whole field at once or just hit this one in the front to get their like levels nice. down to the point where you break them. Like I asked them if it was similar to Lost Odyssey on the Xbox 360, I think it was, which was the game where you had to like break levels of the enemy defense to sort of get at the, get at the heart of their team, and like he sort of agreed with me, but uh, it definitely not the exact same type of game because this one looks like way older. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> today we had we had French toast and bacon for breakfast, and I was so late. Yum. Yeah, I was so. How much, syrup, how much syrup did you put on your French toast? Real question. Well, so I laid. I had this like piping hot French toast, right? I laid it down, 
I put a little syrup, uh-huh. a, little, a little tiny thing of butter. Then I put another layer. Then I put another French toast down. Put a little syrup, a little butter. And then I put a third French toast down, if you can believe that. And a little syrup okay. and a little more butter. So I would say hmm, probably like four tablespoons of syrup, maybe five. Like a fair amount. But I, I, enough to lay me out after I was done. Like I was... <laughs> I was laid out. I was like, well, I was like, will you guys please go play Octopath Traveler while I take a nap on your on your love seat? Because I thought the music in this game was really good. Like it's very soothing, very soothing. Like the soundtrack seems small, but this, but just like the 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 town music and the battle music is just like really nice. It was. It, I was asleep. Yeah. Like I was asleep like immediately. It was, <laughs> it was so so soothing to listen to. So it was really pleasant in that way. Um, another interesting thing is that the areas in the game, like the bat, like the the random battles in the map, world map or whatever, or in different areas, the level, the the areas have like a difficulty rating. So they'll be like, okay, this area is rated like a twenty three, like a twenty three, and so you know, like I guess relative to your character's levels, if you're not at level twenty three then you are going to have a tough time in this area. But they sort of like classify and lay out the difficulty levels that you're in so that you're like a pretty much aware of what you're facing at that time. So it's kind of interesting how they sort of help you out by giving you the, the, that kind of information. So it, it was good. Like, I think, Mandy, you'll love it. I, I, think it's, I think it's probably a slam dunk for people who like, just like the old school RPGs with the turn-based action. You know, if you're more of a... Final Fantasy 15 person, you know, with the, with you know the real time battling, you probably won't enjoy it as quite as much as maybe some other people. But if you were a person that really liked, you know, maybe Final Fantasy 6 or f- something older than that, or maybe even like a Lunar or a Chrono Trigger, I think this is a game you probably enjoy because it has like that reminiscent style to it. And nice, um, it's yeah. been on my list. Yeah, yeah. I just need to try it. I don't think it's that old. I think it came out maybe like. Maybe, two years yeah, ago, like a year or two ago, yeah. So mm-hmm. it was just an interesting. It was interesting to to see it because I I heard about it from video game podcasts I listened to, but had never really been exposed to it. And so it was it was really fun to see it in in action, and um, it looked really good on the Switch. So oh no, it just came out last July, so it hasn't even been a year yet. Okay, well it's not new though, so it's not new, completely new, but, right? So. Yeah. So yeah, I kind of I recommend it. I think it was it looked really good, and it's pretty long. So they said they were thirty hours into it, and they weren't they weren't even like close to done with it yet. So it's definitely got I like some, the art. some length. The the artwork. I like how it looks. Yeah. 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 I didn't have a whole lot of complaints about it. If I had this game, I'd play the shit out of it. So, nice. That's about all I've been doing. Um, other than the fact that I ate some amazing ramen and had some <laughs> really good sriracha um, butter, like uh, wing, like hot wings. Ooh, let me post a picture of these wings for you in the ramen. In, oh my god! Don't our, do this to me in, in our Discord here. Come on, let me oh do it for god. you. Oh my god! The wings are. Oh my goodness, man! If we ever go to Orlando, we'll we'll go here, and the food is just outrageous. Here you go. Here's the wings. Posting this for you, just to make you hungry. And here's the ramen. And the and the beet and the pork and the ramen is just cooked perfectly. Of course. There you go. Here's a picture for you, and another picture. The only thing that Oof. they don't. The only Ooh, thing. Ooh, that shashu looks fucking nice. It is. It was good. I got a little that extra. Cr- that that searing looks so good. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Mm. Oh my god, those oh my god, those wings. Oh my goodness. Oh my oh my god. They like bread them so they're really big and then they put this like sriracha sauce all over them. That's just amazing. It was it was good. Holy shit. Okay, so that's what I did this Holy weekend. Holy shit. All right. Uh, I can go next, I suppose. Be, are you going to be okay? Yeah, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I think. I don't know. You're just hungry now. Say anymore. Yeah, I'm just hungry again. I just ate to it. I'm hungry again. Um, yeah, so uh, I missed last week's podcast weekend because I took off to go see one of, a band I've loved for maybe the last four years of my life. Um, and what sucks about when you're into a lot of music like music from around the world is that the chances of you seeing a lot of bands you like a lot is always going to be a little low because they'll probably come to the America like once every five years. Yeah. And if you miss that one time, then like you're just like, whoops, whatever. Right. So the band I'm talking about is called their band from Taiwan called elephant gym and elephant gym is a band I found a long time ago, and they came to New York maybe three years ago, and I missed that show, and I missed it, and I was super upset um, about it because uh, like they are probably one of my fa- like one of my favorite math rock bands of all time, and the reason for that is because they are super good at composing their music in waves of emotion. Like you listen to their songs, and it's it, it's like you you feel like you went through like some metamorphosis shit as you listen to it. And uh, on top of that, their bassist, um, uh, KT, uh, she is probably one of the best bassists I've ever seen play the bass ever in, in person. And on the recordings, her bass lines are lead bass lines throughout all the songs. She does not play background to the band. She leads the band on bass and they're extremely intricate bass lines. It's fucking insane. And like, watching her play them live while singing, while jamming the fuck, she jams harder than all three of the, and all the, and then the two other guys on the, in the band. And she still lands every note perfectly. It's fucking insane like it is insane i just was mesmerized by her when she was playing the stage when i saw her when i saw them on sunday is well it, two sundays is she is she your nana week. yeah 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 like she's like she she would like the way nana affected me when i was a younger when i was young is how she, like she would have done the same thing for me for sure hmm. like she's like i, I want to i would i even want to like post a video of you guys of them just so you guys can watch them like while i speak about it but Luckily, I think I think like last year or two years ago, they were they got picked up by a domestic, uh, well, domestic to us, um, by a record label here in America, here in America called Top Shelf, and Top Shelf is one of my favorite labels because they are actually super aware of like how much the math rock scene has evolved internationally, not just in America, and and that, the biggest testament to that is that they also picked up the band Toe, which is like probably one of my top three bands of all time they're they, toe is a math rock band not even math they're like just an ambient fucking what music making machine what from is, japan what is math rock like so I, math rock is i'm thinking is, like algebra is, it's, it's <laughs> so math rock is more like an like like a underground like scene like a, a name that the scene has given this type of music it's it's math math rock is just a is like a stupid joke um to try and tr- to try and like vocalize how complex the music is okay so math rock and oh you know what bear with me i would like to 
I'll like to, I would like to find a video to maybe show you guys like what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, you can hear me typing for ASMR purposes here. Mm, give me some. Give me some of that ASMR. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Type, 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 Yeah, get that mic. Roll down close to the keyboard for me. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. So, so math rock usually is high intricate compositions of music and there's barely ever vocals on it it's just like insane drumming insane guitar leads and 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 insane bass leads it's just like really high level music um that uses like off keys and like key changes and like tempo changes and a whole bunch of like it's just nerdy it's like basically music porn to like music nerds so people just give it the name math rock because it's like a it's like a endearing way to say like holy shit this is very complex music. Okay. Um, yeah. So Elder Gym is really interesting in the math rock genre because they're they're not as like wild complex as most other math rock bands can be, but they nail emotional emphasis, emotional transition, and their basis. KT is fucking insane. Like she is insane. She's like world renowned insane. Um but yeah, so they Top Shelf signed them about 2 years ago, I think. And the first immediate benefit was that all their records were going to get pressed to vinyl for America. So I've been able to collect the records since and I had I had a feeling that okay, if Top Shelf signed them, then I know they're going to tour America eventually. And that eventually was that uh may t- uh march 10th which is the sunday i took off from the podcast to go watch them and that sunday turned out, turned out to be really cool uh i went on a date for the first time oh, yeah. because i'm like i can like eat like a normal human being kind of again so mm. i went on a date look out ladies went to, went to see men hide <laughs> your daughters to, enzo's back went to the we went to the museum we went to see the whitney which is like one of my favorite museums here in new york um they currently have like the old, the Andy Warhol exhibit so that was like okay to see I don't know Warhol's not like my thing but like it was just like you just got to see it if it's in your city um and then immediately after that we I said goodbye to her and I went to go see Elton Jim and that was like the best cherry on top of the de- of the mm. of the day I could ever have um the coolest thing about going to see a math rock band is that the crowd is usually like really um like mature because it's it's like half because no one no one goes to a math rock show to like get rowdy and like mosh or anything right like right. people are there to people are there like with their eyes closed just like examining the music just because we're all, all fucking music nerds you yeah, know what I mean yeah peel back the layers man yeah well exactly I, I I was front row watching them and the whole time I was just like holy shit like the way the drummer hit that symbol there was super like emphasized her baseline like wow that was fucking awesome like it was like I was just doing that like for two hours <laughs> just like just like listening to them play. Um, you were doing math and yeah, in your head, like, baby. I, yeah, I was like, I don't know, like, I'm not, the, I'm not the most trained in theory, and my ear has lost a lot of its like, um, like yeah, like training, I guess, to, like listen and like, and, like be like, okay, I think they're in this key. Like, I can't do that anymore. It's been ages since I could, but I, I was trying. I was like, I was like, holy shit, okay, like they did, they, they just changed up. Oh, they went to like the different key now. Holy fuck, like that stuff and. It was really, it's it's really sweet, and I I felt really inspired to like pick up my guitar again, and I have been a lot recently because of how like well they played, and even the band that played before them, I forgot their name, Vesa, Vesa Duva, I forgot what they're called, but um, they were great too. So, yeah, man, live music, 
if you guys like music, go see bands play live, support them. Especially if you like bands from like other countries, the moment they announce that they're coming to your city, like go see them because Elephant Gym, for example, is a it's a great example of this. Like they are literally from a no name town in Taiwan. They're from like the most rural part of Taiwan, but their music rings so loud that now they are touring the world and like they got invited to they got this min it started as a mini like well no it's a they were they're on a world tour but the america part of it was a mini part but then they were playing so well that and people were coming out to support them so hard that they then got invited to add to the america portion of their tour and they played south by southwest which is a really huge um music festival down in texas in austin and they and then every show they played at south by southwest was, west was also sold out so i think they're going to come back to america even sooner than the three years it took for them to come back so i'm super excited um yeah i'm like i don't i don't ask to get to take off the podcast that often but like when i i, I bought these tickets forever ago and i was like yo by the way guys i'm not going to do the podcast on march 10th like, i don't often take off the gym. podcast but when i do the one I do, it's to see Elephant Gym. That's right. <laughs> yeah, man, check them out. They're they're great. If you like, um, if you just like really intricate, like music with minimal vocals, it's and like, like if you want to put headphones on, and just like close your eyes and just like be taken places, like Elephant Gym and math rock in general. Listen to Elephant Gym. Listen to Toe, um, and just let's and honestly, let Spotify recommend some bands to you, and you're like, you'll be like, holy shit. Trust me on it. Or or talk to me, tweet tweet me, tweet me, is and good, let's talk. Let's is talk it good music. study music? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I like bands like Elephant Jamar. Although, like, although, if you like, if you're like me and listen to music that's like really that you really love, like I just get too into the music and then don't study. But if you can not do that, if you can not fanboy, then yeah. <laughs> okay, that sounds good, and I'm glad you're. I'm glad it made you feel a little motivated to work on your own. On oh your yeah, guitar. I've been. My guitar hasn't left my bed in a long time. Like it's not on the it's not on the guitar stand. It's been on my because I I usually play guitar like when I'm about to go to bed. I just like lay down and play guitar. Good. Um. Yeah. So it's been it's been nice to get it back. All right, Mandy. Hi. Can't Sorry, for- I didn't know what to say, but that was awesome though. We can't we can't forget about Mandy. <laughs> I just didn't know what to say because I don't really I don't really know much about it. Sorry. <laughs> but um. What have you been doing, Mandy? Yeah. I uh, I had two things. One of them was a really awesome thing that I saw on Twitter. Um, so I think it was two years ago, this indie game came out from the developers, Deveki Studios. Uh, it was called The Infectious Madness of Dr. Decker. And it was an um, FMV game where um, you are a, where in this um, psychiatrist's office, the previous doctor was murdered. And they think one of the patients did it, and you are his replacement. You're a replacement psychiatrist. And so you um, pick up all of his patients, so you're learning about all of his patients, trying to help them, and at the same time, time trying to figure out who murdered Dr. Decker. And the more you talk to these people... Uh, it starts off with like, okay, we're going to learn about what this person's problem is, what, what are their symptoms, what are they experiencing, what's happening in their lives. And then it's called the infectious madness of Dr. Decker because the more you talk to them, the more they're 
the more crazy their stories become. And you start trying to wonder if maybe these people are telling the truth. Maybe there is something supernatural going on. And then you start seeing things and it gets weirder and weirder and weirder. And um, so you have to balance out between not asking them, not diving too much into their uh, issues to the point that you're starting to believe them, but also trying to get enough information to figure out who murdered Dr. Decker. So... Um, and the way that the gameplay worked was that it's an all typing thing where you type out your questions. Like, I could sit here and type out, how are you doing today? Or, um, how did this make you feel? I just type it out and then it picks out keywords in your sentences to try and pull up the correct responses. Mm. And it's fully okay. acted. Everyone's an actor. And, um, it was a really fun game that I loved and not many people played it. It was very indie, very underground, but um, the Deveki Studios on their Twitter page started up a live Dr. Decker, and it was so much fun. It was so crazy. Um, so they had a live actress who I'm going to assume they told the entire story of her character to, and they, uh, like the gameplay in the game where you type up your chat, she's pulling out questions from chat. And all of the cameras are set up just like the um, game. And it was insane because the more, like she had to improv the entire thing, like pulling out questions. And you, we have to ask the correct questions to further the story. And then they would, um, as soon as they would get like a question that they were looking for, they would start up a poll. And then we had to vote as a chat to change her story and it was crazy and it Weird. was so much fun so fascinating and i want them to do more of these <laughs> dr decker i'm trying to look at videos yeah. just to have a look at it oh uh dr d-e-k-k-e-r oh. that sounds wild oh i see it's people it sitting on couches like in a therapist's office yeah that's that's the entire thing interesting hmm. um it's you know full motion uh video and uh, you just type up your questions and then you have to try to pull things out of what they say, try to pull things out of what they're wearing. Like um, this one uh, woman was wearing a very interesting necklace. I'm like, can you tell me about your necklace? And it pulled out the keyword necklace. It was like and then she's like, oh, my necklace. And then she starts talking about her necklace. Um, stuff like that. And this one was really cool. Uh, the story in this one was that she is a brand new patient of you and um this the timeline was that this is before Dr. Decker was murdered. And um so she comes in, but she's afraid to see people. Like she's scared of people. So the story is that she's doing a video conference and we are not actually in the room with her. So she is pulling up uh questions from chat, which is Twitch chat, to um uh answer. And it started off with like, she's, uh, scared of going outside. She's scared of seeing people. She had some kind of traumatic event in her life, but she doesn't want to talk about it yet. We had to, we had to earn her trust by getting her to reveal more and more and more. And they would take pot like breaks every so often to, I guess, to kind of update her. Uh, like the director had to update her, like, don't reveal this yet. Wait for this question to reveal this. Uh, okay. It's okay to do this now, you know. Um, so occasionally they would take like two, three minute breaks to kind of update her, like, okay, don't do this, say this. But, um, 
it was so crazy to kind of type in a question and she would look at you and then answer your question. It was so much fun. (laughs) That sounds like I would feel like I would just be like so entranced by just watching it go down. Yeah, it's still on Twitch, I believe, if you want to watch it. Um, Yeah, it was insane. That's also super creative. uh, That's super creative of the um, yeah of the team to do that. Yeah, it was so much fun. Um, it's still up on their Twitch channel, I believe, if you want to watch it. And um, yeah, the other one, and I'm gonna pull it up so that I remember what studio who made this. I wonder was... if you could play with like a VR headset on to make it even like more realistic. I don't think so. I don't know how that would work. <laughs> I don't think they've made one in VR. <laughs> but aren't they, but aren't you but just having conversations cool. with people? Yeah, but. Um, I would assume they would need like the correct camera to make it VR. Like, you know, it records the entire room. But um Is this okay, is this is this live? Yeah. Or uh not the I mean the Twitch one was. The Twitch one was live. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, I mean, how can they yeah, alright. I'm with you. Okay. It's just <laughs> a very confusing concept. I'm trying to figure out what the heck's going on. Um so yeah, that was awesome. If you want to watch it, it's up on Twitch. Uh, I was so sad because I had to work at the time and I was like trying to watch it while working, but I couldn't type and I was so mad because there were so many questions I had. <laughs> I was like, uh, um, it was crazy ones because I was trying to like sneak a question in. I was like, um, uh, why or what happened to you on that day? And then someone else had asked the same question. So she answered it. I was like, oh, that's creepy. <laughs> Because I was, like, in the middle of typing it. That's crazy. But um, the other one that I played was a visual novel called Arcade Spirits. And it's by Fiction Factory Games. And it was, uh, it's a very cute visual novel about um, the story is, like, it's happening in, like, an alternative timeline where the video game industry didn't crash or the arcade industry never crashed. So arcades are all over the place. And it's um, not like like video gaming isn't like a, some niche little uh, hobby of people. It's like a like a very um, big, very large uh, like industry. So yeah. like the arcades never died off. So um, you uh, and this isn't a Japanese one. This was this is a Western visual novel. So there's a lot of customization options, which I think were amazing. Where um, you can play through the game as either a guy or a girl, or you can also do, if you're undecided, you can also choose your pronoun they. Uh, you can customize how you look. You can change like your hair color, your eye color, your skin color, your uh, hair length. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's a very interesting visual novel where it's not... Uh, dependent on romance, although you can choose to romance, but you can also turn it off if you just want to be friends with everybody. And it's about you um, finding your dream job inside of an arcade. And there's a lot of, um, I don't know, just a lot of video game, like little nuggets of information in there. And I think if you really enjoy uh, just arcades and video games, um, like old retro games uh, to give it a shot because I thought it was a very cute one. I haven't finished it yet, but um, and all of the uh, characters that you meet that are potential like like romances or friends, they're all nice. Um, but, I mean, they don't really fall into too many like of the 
common tropes, but um, yeah, it's really sweet. And I am going to romance the heck out of Queen Bee because she's great. <laughs> she's like a pro esports player and she just curses up a storm the entire time. <laughs> it looks cool. I'm looking at pictures of it right now. I've never, yeah, I've never played a Western visual novel, so. Yeah, um, it reminds me a lot of one called uh, Hustle Cat, and, uh, which was another Western one that had kind of the same kind of uh, layout where it had characters of all different, um, you know, genders and body types. And uh, yeah, it's very uh, interesting. And I'm, I'm just having fun. It's very cute. I'm looking at this picture. It's got like a, a, a blonde chick and like a bikini looking top. With like pink, pink bikini top, and she's got, she's looking all, like, sexy in her outfit, and then she's with this other dude, and this like, he's got like this ripped six pack, <laughs> and <laughs> it looks like they're on a date. I'm guessing that's what's going on in this picture, but they're at like the beach maybe. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, I see what you're talking about, Queen Bee, the one that's like the black bikini. No, she's wearing like here. I I I'll put a picture somewhere. She's got like oh, okay. it's the blonde haired chick. Oh no! I didn't see and she's got like check. she's got like blue like blue swim shorts on and like a and like a bikini top and then she's with a, a black guy with glasses, who's like super jacked. Yeah. Anyway, just observing. <laughs> cool. It, yeah, it's a cute, but it's a very cute visual novel. And if you really like arcades, I'd say give it a shot. Also, I caved and I bought Disgaea One on PS4. <laughs> I, I couldn't resist when I found out that they have like 30 hours of Disgaea f- storylines from other characters from from the characters in the games. Like they extended Etna and Laharl's stories to be like m- way longer. I was like, I have to buy it. So here we go again, more Disgaea. <laughs> Good lord. So maybe I'll talk about that at some point. But it has been like 15 years since uh, since Disgaea came out. So yeah, maybe it's time to be played again. All right. Well, anybody have anything else before we head over to uh, wrap this up and go do our do our main podcast? Mm-hmm. Nope. Random thought. Uh, just another Japanese recommend band recommendation. Um, check out Number Girl. They're like a dope band from like '90s Japan. It's fucking sick. Number okay, Girl. Number yeah. Girl. All right. Check we'll check that out, people. Um, I won't be here next week as I will be in I will be in uh, in Japan. I will be in Denver interviewing. In Japan. <laughs> I'll be in Denver, Japan. I'll be in Denver, Japan. <laughs> my sister Japan. will be in town, so I won't be here next week. Oh, oh my god. You know what that means? Fam, it's your boys, Kazuo and me. It's gonna be chaos. In chaos. control. Chaos will descend upon the podcast. It'll like- be very <laughs> it'll be it'll be very civil. Okay. We'll see. I mean, we'll see about that. <laughs> Definitely. Yep. Well, it'll be super uh, civil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. All right. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoy our hobby addicts. And thank you for contributing to the podcast and making all of this madness possible. I will t- see you two weeks from now. And I hope you all play some games. Have fun. Bye. Peace Bye. out.